0: Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of In The Mind. It is your host, the Captain, the General, the number one host of this podcast, Double D, oh yeah, Duke Devin, oh yeah, or as you know, me as well, Eric. And in this episode, this is a special one because this is an episode that I've been wanting to uh record for a long time, and I have a special guest. Uh, I've been wanting to interview this person for a while and been hesitant to get this one, but none the most, um, I figured why not, you know, uh, it's a brand new episode and I wanted to interview this person and hopefully you guys enjoy this interview, I hope you guys like it, and without further ado, let me introduce you to the man of the hour, or the man of 45 minutes, or however long this uh, episode will go, um, but here we go. I think that's the best way I can introduce you into this. Um, so here is my guest, Eric. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. By the way, folks, if you hadn't caught on to me right now, my guest is myself. I'm going to be interviewing myself. <laughs> Ready? On this one, we're going to get a little personal, it might get a little deep, it might get a little sad, it might be a little bit happy, maybe a little jokingly with some bad jokes, because as you know, I can tell pretty bad jokes. But hey, that's what an interview is going to be. You're going to meet me, you're going to hear me, and you're going to find out why I am the way that I am. Maybe. So, Eric, again, thank you for being on this episode of In The Mind. It's my pleasure, it's my pleasure. So, without further ado, let's get started. So, Eric, why, why are you interviewing yourself? Um, it's an idea that I've been wanting to do for a while, and I wanted to be asked by none other than myself, so I thought that would be fun. I actually got this idea from uh, you know, a soccer player, one of the soccer players I grew up watching, idolizing um Diego Maradona who's no longer with us he uh, passed away uh in 2020 and um the end of 2020 and there he had a show like back in the early 2000s it was like a a show about himself you know where he had his friends and all that it was a really good show and one of the episodes that he had was he interviewed himself he had a hard life he stopped from being arguably the best footballer Slash soccer player Because you know Here in the states We call it soccer And around the world They call it football Arguably being the best In my opinion The best footballer ever uh, You know With that success And that Talent You know Obviously comes some Baggage Basically And you know I'm not gonna get into his story But basically There was an episode where, Where he interviewed himself And it was very deep It was very candid And I think It was the most Honest interview You could ever have scene and who better than to ask the questions than yourself so that was kind of my inspiration here so um that's why i decided to interview myself so thank you for being the uh, interviewer my pleasure my pleasure oh let's get into it man like you know let me ask you a question right off the bat you know aside from that what do you want your listeners to know about you what's something let's let me rephrase that question Why do you want your listeners to know that you interviewed yourself? Good question. So the reason why, because I want them to fully understand or get an understanding of me. I'm not going to give you the full story, but maybe as much as that I'm willing to share. And I think that's fair. Um, Also, because I figure maybe it's a cathartic thing. Um, It's something that I want my listeners who are still with me, um, to understand that this whole journey that I've been on in terms of being a podcast, podcaster, if I can call myself that, um, has its ups and downs. I hadn't, basically, I want them to know what was the idea behind me doing a podcast. All right, and that's a good answer, which actually brings me to my next question. What was the point of you doing a podcast? You know, when I started the podcast, I think in episode one ever, I recorded, I think I said that the purpose of doing this podcast was to be able to say what's in my mind and my thoughts and um, be able to share some, you know, stories about myself and some experiences with, you know, people around the world, you know, and that's how big I thought that it was going to go around the world. Um, but that maybe somebody listening will can relate to or is going through something that I've gone through or is going through the same situation as I am and they're able to like relate and feel like a connection, you know. Most importantly, it was for them to feel like they're not alone. You know, whatever they're going through, somebody went through it, you know, so they understand. And another thing too was a chance for... To have people on here to share their minds and their thoughts and to let out whatever's in their chest and their stories, you know, because I didn't go through everything in my life. But maybe a person that I know who I'm interviewing did and who's ever listening. Same thing, you know, they can relate, connect and so on and so forth. And another reason as well is a way for me to get a chance to, you know, talk with my friends and have a talk, you know, candid conversations, because there are times when I'm with my friends, we're having these deep conversations and sometimes we end it off like, man, if only we recorded this, or man, if there was like a microphone in the room, man, this was great stuff, you know. And so I wanted to bring that, you know, to the pod. You know, I wanted that to be a podcast as well because, you know, a lot of us will talk to our friends and we think we're so wise in our conversations, right? Because we get so deep and think we got all the answers, and maybe it's just bogus talk, but it might mean something to someone. And so I figured that would uh, that was the best way to do it. And so that was kind of my whole point of doing the podcast. Of course, I've been I've had in the mind for three years. I got now four maybe um, when I start twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's kind of and it kind of went through its its its, its, um, evolutions, I guess. Explain to me, Eric, what do you mean by like you know evolutions? What I mean by that is. I think when I started the podcast, I started way too broad. Like, I had too much of um, space to try to talk, to make the podcast interesting, you know. One of the main things that I've read, you know, I was gifted a book about podcasting. And one of the things that I read on there, one of the main things is, uh, who's your target audience, you know. You got to have a target audience. And who are you trying to, you know connect with and what is the the podcast about you know as you know there's podcasts of like an interview style there's a podcast about you know cults and true crime and conspiracy theories there's podcasts about you know relationships uh being a mom being a dad there's you know podcasts about you know like cyber you know like cyber security or whatever right there's different themes of what a podcast is right and i think for me was um You know, I left it too broad because I didn't want to just focus on one thing specifically because I felt like I don't have the same type of conversations with everybody I know. You know, some friends will have a deep conversation about life or about relationships. And then with other friends, we'll talk about sports uh, or another person will talk about movies or anime or whatever, you know. And so, like, I just didn't want to restrict it to one specific thing. And so I left it too broad and I felt like it was going to be easy, but it was actually a lot harder than it was. So throughout that time, it was kind of hard for me to, like, come up with content. In the beginning, it was kind of I was coming constantly flowing with content. And in a way, the reason, again, I left it so broad was because I wanted to record on what I was feeling at that point. You know, if like today I woke up feeling like angry, I'm going to go ahead and record myself doing an episode of why I'm feeling so angry. What am I doing to manage it? What am I doing to channel it? So on and so forth. Or, you know, I just saw something inspirational on TV or on YouTube or a movie and I want to talk about it, you know. So that was the reason why I left it so broad. And again, I thought it was going to be easy, but it was a lot more difficult. So along the way, you know, I was doing a lot of things and it kind of started out a little hot, you know, it started off ball rolling but slowly it started dying off and then it came to a point where i like i need to make a change and then it wasn't until like maybe like a year ago um i decided to basically just change it to uh talk about wrestling because i'm a wrestling fan and there was a lot going on in the wrestling world at the time and i wanted to talk about it and that's a target audience you know there's a lot of fans out there that wrestling fans out there and um there's you know just more i feel like there's gonna be more support there you know i feel like there's gonna be more of a following there but also still kind of wanted to keep it talking about other stuff aside from wrestling so that was kind of the evolutions on there okay well, let's, let's dig a little deeper than that, then, in terms of the challenges that you met. You know, like, what made you make that change? You said that, you know, you made you switch to talk about wrestling because you said there's going to be a following there. Because you thought maybe there's going to be more listeners in that aspect. You know, did that change? Did you get a bigger following since you made that transition? Since you made that, since you made that change? To be honest, man, no. Uh, if anything, it didn't really change at all. Um... You know, and I didn't get much. Fo- I didn't get in much. I mean, when I set up the Instagram page, got this set up the Instagram page for in the Mind. and um, I did post up things as re- wrestling related. Like I post pictures of myself wearing like a couple of wrestling shirts, uh, a AEW wrestling event, a WWE showing. I got my friend on there as well, and then I'll constantly post up the stories of anything that's going on in the wrestling world at that time that I think is deemed cool. And uh, I got some followings there, but it's just like other. Um, wrestling fan pages um that's pretty much pretty much it though um didn't really tap into that world okay so let me ask you this though like what were the challenges though like let's get back into it like what what challenges you faced prior to making that change into the wrestling podcast i guess <sighs> well like guess i said you know in the beginning it started off really good it started hot it started heavy got the ball around i was rec- constantly recording episodes weekly And, um, you know, I, I had some friends starting off. Obviously, Raul was one constantly on there. You know, I had other friends on there. And so, but it wasn't to the level of consistency I wanted, you know. And so one thing I found myself was boring. You know, like nobody wants to hear me talk about something, ramble on, you know. So I wanted to bring in people because, again, the whole point was to bring people together. So I didn't just want to share my stuff. I wanted other people to bring in. So, yeah, I probably got like a handful of friends on there to do like an episode, you know. And so, uh, you know, like I had my friend Raul and like numerous of them. But to be fair, um, I couldn't ask too much of them because... You know, we could talk about certain things, but that's as far as it goes, though. Like, to get other stories, like, you know, we, you know, I just felt like he wasn't going to give what I was looking for. You know what I mean? He couldn't give me as much as he could in terms of the podcast, and that's fine. But I wanted more from, I wanted more stories. I wanted more experiences. I want to be something from, like, stories that's not so similar, not something that's just kind of, like... You know something different you know from like a different part of the world or a different part of the country you know not everybody grows up in the same lifestyle you know and so i started seeking out my friends. so i had my friend on diesel on there that's a that's just a nickname and we had an episode on there and it was pretty good uh i had my friend seneca on there one of my best friends and we had like maybe two episodes i think two or three episodes and it was pretty good i enjoyed recording it with him i had uh, one of my friends jonathan there um uh, we did an episode and somehow that episode got deleted um i guess it got removed from the platform i know i didn't delete it um uh, but I, I don't know why but it was actually just fun you know we we're just talking about stuff um one of my favorites uh cc was a, a friend uh was a friend of mine and she appeared in like three or four episodes you know we did one together one or two together and then she did a couple with me and raul And that was pretty fun because she brought that other perspective. She brought that different feel. She brought that different energy and experiences, you know, things that I haven't lived or I've never done. So I had a lot of fun recording with her. And um, and I wish, you know, I wish that we got a chance to record more with her. Um, You know, uh, you know, brought another girl in uh, Elvia, uh, Raul's friend, and he interviewed her kind of like an interview style, and it was pretty cool to watch that, um, whether they're having that episode being recorded, because they were just talking, they're talking about how their, li- you know, their, their friendships, and their experiences, and what they went through with each other, you know, it was just fun, you know, how they met, and so on, and so forth, and it was just pretty cool to just kind of sit back, and have them do their thing, you know, like, I didn't want to in- interrupt that, you know, um, it was something natural, and organic, so I felt like if I impede into that, I felt like I was going to kill the momentum. So I, I just kind of let them have their whole episode, just those two themselves. So it was fun to have her on there. I wish I could have her, could have had her again where I can actually have a conversation with her. Um, who else did I had? I had... Uh, you and know, I think that's pretty much it. All I can think of. You know, that's all I, who I ever had in, you know... Oh, and uh, I, I take that back. I had a friend, Vicente, who's been a long friend of mine um, for a while. And uh, we recorded... I believe, maybe like two episodes or three. That was fun. That was actually a really cool setup. And we kind of talked a little bit about wrestling, how we grew up watching, you know, how I grew up watching wrestling, what how he grew up watching wrestling, how Raul grew up watching wrestling. It was pretty cool. It was all fun. We made a day out of it or an afternoon out of it. But long story short, um, yeah, you know, I just mentioned a few names out there, but, and as much as I appreciate having them on there, I wish I kind of, We'd been able to be consistent with it. Like, we had more episodes with it. Unfortunately, you know, um, we can't make the time. You know, timing is always a bitch. And, uh, you know, and not only that, but I was hoping to get people who weren't people that I knew, you know, or like somebody else brought somebody. So, I the whole point is, I just wished it brought in more people. I just figured that me by myself wasn't gonna be entertaining enough. Okay, so do you feel like, in that sense, that even though you had some guests um, on there, you know, like what it sounds like to me is that you didn't want to be on your own, but you had a number of guests there. I mean, that was like a good like six or seven of them. Um, And you're telling me you had fun recording them and so on. Like, so that wasn't enough for you, basically. No, it wasn't enough. Like I said, you know, I wanted the podcast to really feel more uh, engaging with people. You know, um, I just wanted more people on there talk about their stuff, and it doesn't have to be anything deep. It would just be like, "Hey, I went to uh, Russia for like a weekend, for a week or whatever, and talk about my experiences in Russia." You know, or I went to a concert the other day, and wow, what a blast it was! You know, so that's kind of what I want. I just wanted to make it interesting because I wanted a chance for people to talk about with themselves. You know, and if they didn't feel comfortable talking like in front of a camera, why not behind a mic? not even that, I could just put the phone down because I'm recording through my phone. I just put my phone down and we're just having a normal conversation, you know, but it just didn't get to be. Did you ever think about finding it? Did you try to find anyone or asking more people? I did. That's the thing. I did. You know, I've asked twice as much, you know. The issue is what it comes down to, though, like... When I talk to people There's like a number of other people I had like other girls That I want to interview I had another friends uh, Guys I want to interview You know people who I knew And maybe just making One episode out of it You know But like And you know They all gave me the verbal agreement Yeah sure I'd love to be on it Or yeah cool And you know we did a handshake deal But you know Verbal and handshakes They're not real You know they're just that You know so When the moment came Never happened why because you know they were busy you know they had their lives you know and because i have the time that doesn't mean that they'll have the time you know or when the moment comes like you know something always came up you know so that was kind of that that must have been tough though like you know you're asking people you know you're putting yourself out there um it's already hard enough for you to do a podcast but to get other people you know and for them to say yeah sure we'll do it and then when the moment comes nothing comes out of it that must have been like really tough it was disappointing to be honest man it, it really was because as you said you know i'm putting myself out there and um you know and and and, and you know, like it's it's kind of funny you know because i don't feel comfortable i've never felt comfortable telling people oh i have a podcast You know, unless I fully felt that maybe like they would like think like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? And and I always figured the more people I had on there, the more legit it would sound, the more legit it would feel to say that I I have a podcast, you know, because now I was like, man, you got great stuff in here, man. I like your guest, on who was on there. She was great or he was great. You know, can't wait to hear more. The problem is when. I want to get more. I, you know, I can't give him that I can't give you more if I don't have that person and it's, it's, it's disappointing all right well let's move on from that you know let's talk about how the podcast since you've done the podcast you know let's talk about what's changed about you you know how have you felt like you've changed since you did the podcast in terms of a person in terms of like your, you know do you feel comfortable that you wanted something that do you feel comfortable like doing it How was the editing process and so on? Well, since I've been doing the podcast, you know, it's pretty fun because I got to learn a lot, you know, learn a lot. You know, one thing is um, definitely finding a space to record, you know, these microphones, man, they put they'll pick up anything. You know, if you listen to my episodes, you know, you'll pretty much hear a lot of background noise. You'll hear uh, the AC going on or traffic going on. And that's because I chose to do it. And I thought that maybe I could make a thing out of it um another thing was making sure that you don't have the microphone too close to your mouth like right now um <laughs> but um i always figured that you know I could make things different i could change things and uh add some note add some music in the background if i could just keep it not you know to a point where you can hear it enough but not so enough they could get copyrighted um but yeah that's pretty much it all right let's talk about that time frame for the podcast right okay away from the podcast since the time you started till now, personally, what happened to your life? Not podcast related. Since I started the podcast during that time frame, uh, up until this or no, no, this, up until 2021, my life has been so stagnant. It's been so plateaued. It was just wasn't felt like I was doing anything with myself. And the only thing I look forward to was doing a podcast. But eventually that lasted so long. Um, I was kind of in the same employment for I was. I was in the same type of career, which was in banking. And to be honest, that's not something I ever wanted to do. That was just because I needed a job. Um, I was always looking for the next thing or what I should do with my life, you know. And um, to be quite honest, it was pretty miserable. I was pretty miserable. Can you elaborate on that, Eric? Um, What do you mean, like, miserable? well kind of that you know like my life was stagnant you know like nothing was going on i was just showing up going to work doing the same old thing every day and um you know just mentally physically and emotionally i was just tr- being drained like my the life was being sucked out of me and i just couldn't figure out what i could do to stop it, or to change it or to feel you know filled up again you know so up until 2021, or actually the end of 2020, is um, you know out of it was just tough, man. Okay, I hear what you're saying, man. Um, I do want to tap into that a little further, um, but before we do, I'm gonna go ahead and just pause it right here um, for a great, quick uh, promotion break. All right, how does that sound? Sounds good, great. All right, stay tuned, folks. righty, folks, and we are back. We thank you so much for staying with us. Um as you know, I am here interviewing my special guest, the one, the only Eric. Eric, how you doing? Thank you. Doing good. I need a little break. <laughs> good, so good. Um, so before we uh, you know went on that little pause there, um we were on you're answering the last question and you're kinda of going off in terms of how your life has been personally during the time you were recording the podcast and you said that you were kind of miserable that you felt like it was in your life would hit a plateau um and we were going to go deep into that so um here we are let's go deep into it um please yeah you know um you know like as i mentioned before the break um you know that I felt miserable. I felt like my life hit a plateau. I wasn't able to figure anything out for myself, and I was just constantly getting tired of basically doing the same thing over and over. So when you say that, Eric, that you got you know you're constantly, you got tired of constantly doing the same thing over and over, is that something new? Like is that something that just one day just popped up and you started feeling that way, or? Is that something you've been dealing with even prior the time you started recording the podcast? That's a good question. Um, You know, I think um, it came to a point for myself. You know, I, I, I didn't wake up feeling like that. Like, oh, hey, you know, I just suddenly remembered that I can feel miserable today. No, it came down one day. Not one day, it just came down to like... I've had so many conversations with people in my life, you know, like parents and friends and coworkers and bosses. And um these conversations, you know they're good to have, but then at the same time they're not. And there were conversations like, Well, what do you see yourself doing in the next five years? Or what are you doing right now? Or you gotta do something with your life. How can you get there? Or how can I help you to get there? And so on and so forth. So questions like that and these conversations arose. And the thing is that these were questions that they were being asked of me. And I couldn't answer them because I just couldn't give you the answer. Because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And that, I do know, has been my whole life. You know, whether I was 13 years old, 16 years old, 18 years old, you know, fresh out of high school and in college and at 25 to like 29 years old i couldn't tell you what i wanted to do in my life you figured that by the time you're in your mid-20s you already figured out what you wanted to do and you're starting into that you're starting the process to what you want to do right but no for the love i couldn't tell you what i want to do in my life you know i asked me that when i was maybe like 10 years old i can give you the answer you know i can remember when i was a kid i wanted to be an astronaut I was like, actually, probably the first thing I ever wanted to be was an astronaut because I just love space. Something about space is amazing and I would love to be up there one day, you know? And then I wanted to be a cop. I wanted to be a soccer player and I played soccer and then that dream kind of died for me. Um, I wanted to be a chef at one point. Um, Then I realized I'm not really that much of a cook. Um, You know, but once I got to the point where you got to be serious about what you want to do for your life, I can tell you, man. I thought the military was one way to go. And, you know, to this very day, my heart kind of lies that direction. But to the point is that I'm realizing that maybe that's better off to the people who are committed to it. And who will actually do better off with it, you know. Um, I'm just kind of accepting of that that's something I'll never be. And that's because I just can't give my heart to it. As I thought I could. But um, anyways, from that point on, you know when you're in your 20s going into your 30s um you know you're if you know I felt stuck in a point where like I don't know what I want to do with my life and yet I'm seeing my coworkers and friends already in the not beginning stages, but passing the beginning stage, you're already going to the next level of their lives or into careers, you know? And, and not just professionally, actually, but more just, like, financially and just where they're at personally, you know? Like, I had friends who already, you know, it was crazy to me because, you know, when, I'm, when I was in my teen, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, I was, like, you know, crazy, you know? I knew people who were have their first kid, firstborn, you know? Going into your 25 years, 6 years, you're like, man, firstborn, you know? Then like, I don't know, when I was like 28, started to realize the people I knew who were having their firstborns are no longer there. They're now having their second or their third. You know, and and not that I'm not saying I want to have kids or anything. Not not, you know, I'm I'm not even I don't even know. I my, my stance on kids is like I don't want any right now, but if it happens, it happens, you know. Um but if I have a choice right now, I don't want any right now. You know. Um, but that's not in my card. You know, that's not, you know, if it's in the cards for me to have kids, then so be it. But that's not something I'm looking to have right now. Like, it's not a, a thing to do in my list. Um, but, but honestly, it'd be helpful if she was in a relationship with someone, too. Um, but duh, jokes aside, um, but that was the reality, you know. And I'm having friends who are, like, past, you know, they're, like, these career-wise and they're, already having their own place and buying their first homes and, you know, it's just seeing them live their lives as the way they, you know, they're supposed to live, you know, their lives, making their own decisions and making their own choices and so on and so forth. And here I am stuck in the same predicament and not able to figure out what I want to do. And it was hard for me because I didn't know which way to go. And that was the hard part. So when people ask me, what do you want to see? I can't tell you. I can't see myself five years from now. I can't see myself 10 years from now. I can't even see myself what I'm doing next month. You know, so it was very hard. Like, I, I you know, it, it was just tough. Okay. I, I think I hear what you're saying. Do you think from that, um, from those thoughts kind of like made you feel like you weren't going to become something? Did you feel like when you had those thoughts that you were just going to be stuck? Yeah, I did. I mean, I, because I did. I feel I felt stuck, and yeah, I felt like I was never going to become anything. You know, know uh, you know, people ask me, "Well, what do you do for a living?" Right, work at the bank. Well, what do you do? I just open accounts. I'm a banker. I just open accounts. That's all I do. Um, and I didn't feel prideful to doing that, and. There goes the usual, we should feel pride in what you do. I'm like, yeah, but if it's not something you really want to do, what pride can you have? You know? Um, so, yeah, it, was, it, 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 it didn't help. It really didn't help. Let me ask you this, though. Um, where was your parents? You know, a lot of people when they're in these situations, they turn to a family. You know, normally the, the, the rule is you can always turn to your family did Did your parents feel like did they know that you're going through this? That's a good question um we're gonna get real deep right now uh in my answer you know my parents um fortunate to still have them both in my life and alive i guess uh not that I guess, but yeah um but my parents you know. I want to start off with my mom, okay? So my mom, she's not educated. Like, you know, she knows how to read and count and write. But I got to, you know, just the basics that you need to make in a life, right? But in terms of life experience, you know, she doesn't know much. Like, of professions and careers. She just knows how to work. Um, so for her... You know there's only so much that she can teach me You know You know It comes to a point not to sound messed up or anything But I feel like there comes to a point where Um and I guess this is not for all families But I'm just saying probably for like My family and people who Grew up in like Homes from whose parents came from another country To work here and make a living And they don't have the highest education level Um You know they're just All they know is just what they know so, from, for, you know, for her, I came to a point where, like she couldn't teach me so much, but that's as far as it went. In terms of going to the next step, she can't because she hasn't done that herself. And I'm not knocking on her. It's just That's just the way life turned out to be. You know what I mean? For her. Because she wasn't taught. She wasn't given the tools that she needed in order to grow and excel, you know? Like, nobody was there for her. But the best thing my mom could do for me was support me in whatever I wanted to do. And that to me meant a whole lot. A whole lot, you know. And I wish that I can be a better son to her because of that. Um, But one thing I can never knock up is that she supported me. And no matter what it is that I wanted to do. You know. Whether that was trying to do the military. I tried like three times. Whether it was trying to be a police officer, I took the exa- you know, I did the process twice. I think once I got to the interview process and something didn't go well, the interview process, or like I guess it just didn't seem fit for me to move forward the second time I actually got to the exam, you know, <laughs> um, whether I wanted to do like get into IT or whether I wanted to like try a fourth stint at the military um, or whether it's me just... Deciding on moving to California Or whatever it is I wanted to do She listened to me She heard me And whether she fully understood me You know that was beside the point But the point is that she made it You know she listened And at the end of the day Whatever decision that I was Or whatever plan that I was making for myself She supported me in that 100% You know And so that was great Okay How about your dad? My dad, um... My relationship with my dad is not... It's not a good relationship. Um... My dad is a different story. My dad is a person who is... Same thing. You know, he knows the basics. But he does have a lot of life experience in terms of... Whatever he went through in his life. You know, I think he came here when he was 16 or 17, whatever. And, um... But didn't really do anything much with his life, except just work. Be, uh, for the lack of a better term, but a mule, you know. And um, personality-wise, um, man's very controlling. And it was hard with him because I can't talk to him like the way I can talk to my mom. In terms of, for me, you know. My dad had a very hard impression in my life. And it's something that I'm still dealing with today. And uh so to talk about my life and my future, it's very hard with him. And I it's a conversation I don't like to have with him. Well, okay. Can you go a little deeper than that? Like elaborate a little bit. You know, when um when I graduated from high school, what's your plan? Oh, go to college. I don't know. Work. Okay, cool. Work. Well, you know, I know all about work. Yeah, I know you do. Um, I went to college. I went to work. I was struggling with school because, you know, this time it's real. You know, you know the classes I'm not passing, I should be passing these classes because, A, they're being paid, and if I don't pass it, this money wasted, and it's their money. And, um, but I just wasn't, um, college wasn't easy for me because at that same time, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I need to be doing and then I'm going to work. And then, um, and I don't want to fall into much of a rabbit hole with this, but basically long story is my dad will see other people's examples. He'll see other kids. He'll see the kids of other, of, of his friends or family or whoever, you know, and he'll see them doing Well, for themselves, they're going to school, they're graduating, they're working, they're making money, they're got their car, you know, they're, they're out there hustling, they're out there, you know, getting their condos or houses or whatever, They're professionals and blah, blah, blah. And then here's his son, who is 21 years old, 25 years old, 28 years old, 29 years old, and do the still at the bank. And he's not progressing, or he, at least because the truth is, I never really told my dad what I would do. You know, like I switched jobs and I've done so much since then. But I told my dad that I was doing the same old job I was doing when I was like 23 or something. Um, So in his eyes, I wasn't growing. I wasn't elevating myself. I wasn't doing anything. And to his point, and it's true because I really wasn't. And he would ask me, you know, it, it, it you know, it kind of got frustrating me. I will get angry with him, and he would ask me like, "How's work?" And immediately goes, "Is how much are you making? How much are you making? Oh, how much are you making? How much are you making?" And then, then he'll tell me these things about life and all this BS that I thought was BS, and I didn't want to hear it. And so. And truthfully, I couldn't tell him where I really was at that point, because it would just open a whole box of new questions, and I didn't feel like answering these questions. Okay, well, let's dig a little deeper on that, because to be fair, there's a lot of people with parents like that. Either it's normally it's the dad, sometimes it's the mom too, you know. But you know, a lot of kids, or not kids, but people. Who we'll have parents who are like that. we we'll have a parent who's like that. So, you know, it's completely normal, you know, to have somebody who wants to know what's going on in, their, in, in your life, in their child's life. And just to make sure they're okay. And, you know, working and working on for a future for themselves. I get that. You know, I get what you're saying. But it's a lot hard. It's, you know, and I get that. You know, and I have people tell me, that's how it is, too. I'm like, I get what you're saying. And maybe this is because when I'm seeing of your relationship with your dad's or with your parent, whoever it is, maybe that's the only lens that I'm seeing. You know better than I do. But with me and my dad, it's not like that. Because the thing is, the reason with my dad, I don't like to have those talks with him and the reason why I choose to not have those conversations with him is because, as I said in the beginning, he's very controlling. And he knows how to bring you down. In a sense, he'll, you know, he'll know how to make you feel like a failure. Or just less of yourself. He knows how to do that. because And he'll do it. Whether he knows it intentionally or not, he he does that. And he's done that with me. So when we would have those talks about my future, I never liked to have this comment. I kind of like, well, yeah, I'm studying this. I'm studying that. And technically, it weren't lies, you know. Um I was trying to get into marketing because I figured that was the case. Um... But nothing came out of it. I was trying to like do HVAC. I was thinking about being you know like doing all these things. so technically, I was in line. I was studying um it was me just trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. you know, and I never thought there was anything wrong with that um for him though it was because before I even get a chance to tell him what my plans are or what it is that I'm seeking to do, he'd go on to this motion of like, look. Need to work, save money. You got to make things happen, okay? You got to find your value. You got to know your worth. But it, you got to do it quick because time's running out. With this guy, his theme is money and time's running out. For whatever reason, he'll always, because time's going by. It's going by fast. It's going by fast. And on the opposite side, I'm talking to like employer, to like my bosses. Bosses is who I can actually have a talk with. They're telling me the opposite. He's like, you're young. You got enough time. There's enough time for that. But then here's my own dad saying, is, time's running out. You got to get on it, you know, and, um, you know, things of that nature. And then if I would try to explain to him something that I'm trying to do, and because he won't fully understand it, it just seems like a waste of time for him. Everything's always a waste of time for him. So if it doesn't make sense to him, it's a waste of time. And so then he tries to crush that out of you. So, like, basically... I give you an example. Um, uh, when I got into like got into the notion of studying IT, IT is so broad and big. You know, I went in with the knowledge that if you know if you know how to build a computer, then you know how to do networking. You know how to do security. You know how to hack. You know how to program. You know how to run software. And come to find out, that's not the case. It's not like the movies when you got that genius who knows how to do it all. No, like, those are all specialties. Like, security is one thing. If you're doing security, you're you're taught to do security. If you're done networking, you're taught, to, you know, you learn how to do networking. But that doesn't mean because you do either of those, you know how to fix a computer. You know, or you know how to set up hardware. It doesn't mean that. You know I mean, it's, it's its its own thing, right? It's kind of like mechanics, right? Like, you have a mechanic who knows how to, like, you know, replace a serpentine belt, a water pump, do the brakes, but might not know anything about it. How to do auto body because auto body is literally the body and, and vice versa, right? And so, and I was looking for IT, and he'll be like, Well, is there a school for that? I'm like, I've looked for a school, they're not cheap, they're expensive, they're mostly boot camps, and they're in their time, of and their classes are during when I'm at work. So, I'm doing all my." And he'll be like, well, <sighs> Online, it's not the same as going in person. I'm like, And you'll give me a whole story why it's better to go in person. I'm like, I know what you're saying, but that's not the option right now. If I can do it online, I'll do it online. I don't know. That just seems like a waste of time. Do you get like a paper? Is it like you get a certification? Or is it like a diploma for that? I'm pretty sure there is. I don't know. All I know is that if you take an exam, you get certified. You know, I'm pretty sure you get something saying that you're certified. (sighs) I don't know. That's just a waste of time for me. I don't know. That's just... that just doesn't seem logical to me. You need to look at something that it's in demand right now. I'm like, these are things that are in demand. Alright, but how long is it going to take you to get this? You know, because you got to get on this quick. You know, time is running out. For whatever reason, time is running out. Like, there comes to a point when he would say that, I feel like, do you know something about me that I don't know? Like, the day I was born, did the doctor tell you that I only have, like, a certain amount, a certain number of years to live? Because to you, everything, every time, time is running out for you. And yet, Ninety percent of the world. I'm sorry. Ninety nine percent of the world is telling me I got enough time, you know, but you're, you're the opposite. End. And so goes to that. And then eventually here comes a controlling thing. You know, he says, I want you to do this. This is what I want for you. This is what I want for you. I'm like, OK, I know that's what you want for me, but I can't tell you what it is. And then he'll start doing these talks about his plans, because the thing is, with my dad, I don't trust my dad. That's just the bottom line because he has plans for his own. He wants to know the thing that I, I caught about my dad. He never all the questions he would ask me. He's never really about it's not really for me. It's for him to know is where am I in my life? So then he can make a move on what he on how I can fit into his plan. My dad has a plan. I don't know what that plan is, but he always has something up his sleeve. And anybody who knows him will tell me that they'll tell you that, you know, and um uh, Me thinking because I'm the son, I'm like, well, he's my dad. Maybe he's like that with other people. But no way he could be like that with his own kid. Um, But surely when I started opening my eyes more and more, it's like, yeah, this dude has got issues. He doesn't really care about me, about my well-being. It's just what I can do for him at the end of the day. It's how what he can benefit from me at the end of the day. And if I stray away from anything that he wants me to do, he'll just try to pull me back, you know. Like, he has to have control of it, you know. So, I never, like... So, those conversations are going in. You know, it's kind of like peeling the onion. I'm, like, oh, going deeper layers, figuring out his, his... Figuring him out more and more. And each thing I end up finding out about him, I like him less and less and less. And so, we have arguments. You know, we have disputes every now and then. And I don't like to bump heads, not even with my parents. Um, I really don't. I'd rather bump heads with a stranger than with my parents because... The last thing I need is for them to tell me that I'm not a good son. Or that at least I tried to be a good I'm not a perfect son. But I try to do right, you know what I mean? But at the same time, though, there comes to a point where I need to, I need to respect myself. And regardless if of you're of my parents, uh, I'm sorry, but it's me. I, I need to look out for me more than I have to look out for anybody else. Not even including my parents. Because looking out for other people and worried about what they want from me has not put me in a good place. Okay, <laughs> you really dug deep there, man. But let's talk a little bit more about your relationship with your dad. And then we'll go from... What's changed. In your life. Okay. Well, you know... I feel like, you know... We had a conversation like a year ago. And it was... Um... Yeah, it was like January or February of last year, I believe. Um... You know, he asked me one day, he said, man, I want to know what's going on with your life. And um, like, what do you mean? And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm studying. He's like, you know, it seems that like you're always studying. Every time I call you to ask you, you're always studying. What are you, exactly are you studying? What am I actually, you're still at the same bank. You're not making any money. Again, I led him to believe this, by the way. I never told him what I was actually doing. I never told him that I was a banker. In his mind, I th- he thought I was like a teller. I was still counting money. Like for like seven years. I never told him that I was in a call center. I never told him that I'm a banker. That I was making slightly more money than I was. Because I never trusted him to know why I was doing that. You know, why or where I'm at. I just, it comes to trust level. And um, he's like, you know, you're always studying. And so he kind of let it out on me. He kind of hit me with, you know what? I'm not satisfied with your life right now. I'm not satisfied for what you're doing. You know, you're telling me you're doing this, you're telling me you're doing that, and yet I see no fruition out of it. Like, I see no progression out of it. And he was right, you know? And he's like, what's going on? He's like, you need to go to school for this? Um. He's like, "What what is it that you're doing? You know, like, what is it that you want to do? Because, and he kind of lays out the whole thing, like, it's funny, like, this guy will try to uh, support slash lift you up and at the same time drag you down, you know? And you know, at the same time, it's like I can't give him an answer. And there's times like you know, I'm studying because I'm trying to figure this out, man. You know, like I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to you know do. You know, how would I get the certification and so on and so forth? Well, let me stop you right there, Larry. If that's the case, why can't you just tell him right up the front that you don't know what you're doing, that you're looking to do something? You know, tell him where you're at in that you know at that point in life. Why can't you tell him that you're in a plateau? you know, tell him that, you know, was that, is that hard to tell him that? The thing is that, well, my dad is this, um, he's not your dad that you see on, you know, different cultures. My dad is one of those, you grow up a hard life and everything, if things aren't going that well, it's because you didn't man up, you know, you didn't work hard enough. Or, you know what? Well, guess what? If that's not what... You know, like, basically put it this way, right? Um, if I'm at 28 years old and I don't know what I'm doing with my life, that's a poor excuse. For him, it's like, oh, well, guess what? Go do a job. You got a job now. Look for the next step. And guess what? You do it. You think everybody likes their job? You think everybody likes what they're doing? No, but they do it because they have to. That's how you live, you know? And I'm in a position where, like, I'm being told by, like, respect, you know... Other people who I respect and actually have achieved far greater things in their life. And they're telling me the opposite. Like, like it's fine. You know, all the time in the world to figure that out. You're still young enough. Everything will come. You got no kids. You're not married. You have no obligation. The world is still yours. You know, you can make, you know, you, you have all, nothing is holding you down. You know, basically I got freedom. With my dad, I wasn't getting that. And I'm not gonna get deeper and deeper into what the things he will say, but bottom line is this guy will either lift you up and then chop, and as soon as he he lifts you up, chops you right under. He like you know, sweep your legs right under you and brings it back down and then belittle you. So, and of course it's not easy for me to not tell him the full truth. And at the same time, I can't come to him like dad, I'm not in a good state right now. Like mentally, I wasn't. Like I go into these depression modes for so long. depressive moments and normally you want to go to like a parent but i didn't go to my parents for that once twice three times i've tested the waters where i kind of did reach out to him to try to talk to him see maybe he can you know understand me but when we have a conversation the things that he says um even for the point where i said hey dad i want to talk to you this is what's going on with my life right now before we even get to that point, we're talking about something. And he's already bashing people. Like, he's already being so critical. Because the thing about him, he's critical of people. He's a, he critiques people. You know, he... He's very opinionated. And if I would want to talk to him about that, I'm... There's times I've had depressive thoughts. And I'm not going to say what type of thoughts. But they're life-changing thoughts. So I'll leave it that there wasn't going to be a life. I had moments like that. And there's times I needed somebody... Not just somebody. And obviously, all of his choices go to a parent. But I can't talk to my mom about that. Because um, I already dumped so much on my mom as it is. That maybe my dad. Because as a man, he would understand. You know? But no. He gave me so many reasons to not ever open my mouth about myself. So I was like, you know what? Forget it. There's no point with this guy. Um... It's just there isn't, you know, and I remember one time we had a talk and we're out in the parking lot and he was like, he's like, what's going on with you, man? He he, He's like, what's going on? I don't see you doing anything with your life. And I can understand his frustration because I'm having that frustration as well, because I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I hit that plateau. I'm miserable. I'm like sad. I'm 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 so depressed. Like I, I think of the easy way out sometimes. And when I say that, I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. You know, and, he, you know, when I told him, but at the same time, I was like, is that the lack of trying? I've tried. I've done a call center. I've done other things. I, I've tried. And it's just that they're not fruitions, man. They're not they're not things I want to do, man. And his response to that was, hmm, I think I need to put more pressure on you. That was his fucking answer. Yeesh. Yeah, that's not. That's not an that's not a good answer at all. I don't think nobody needs to hear that. Exactly. That was a I think he put more pressure on you. How'd you feel when he said that to you though? I wanted to go off on him. I wanted to go off on him. And I'm not, you know, a f- freaking conscious sometimes gets the better at me he's like, don't go off. And I'm like, no, it's not the lack of pr- pressure. What's that gonna do? You're gonna force me to do something that I want to then guess what? I don't have to do it. You know, she's like, "That's not. I I need to figure this out." And he told me, "Well, you need to figure it out then, because at this point in your life, you got to do something, man. You know, I, I, all I want is the best for you. That's how he would end it." And it was a time I was looking for to do some type of trade job, like plumbing, electrical, and this stuff like, yeah, it intrigued me, you know, because um, I like to work with my hands, you know. But you know, it was kind of more like a hobby thing. But I figured, I thought, you know, maybe that could be the, you know, lead me to the light, right? And he took me to this one place and it just seemed it was going too fast for me. Like it just wasn't it was an option, but it wasn't not, it wasn't the best option for me. Like again, my heart wasn't into it. And I talked to him. I was like, you know what, man, like I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you for doing this, man. But uh I'm just gonna keep on looking. All right, I like, I didn't need to do this for me, it's my decision, and I hope you respect that. And although like with a smart ass attitude, he was like, whoa, okay, we well, you know that's what you want to do. That's fine, you know, that's your decision. You know, fine, you know, I just want you to do something for yourself. I, you know, just don't want you to waste time, you know, because time is going fast. I'm like, as always. But yeah, you know, that's your decision. That's your decision. I'm like, yeah, that's my decision. So okay, okay, well, you know, uh, I, I can't tell you anything more then. And I, I can't help you if you don't tell me. I'm like, cool, because I'm not, in my mind, I was like, I'm not asking for your help. I never asked for your fucking help. You know, so, and obviously what sucks, because... I figured that you'd be the one I can turn to in the point of my life where I needed direct, I needed help finding a direction, not not point me to the direction, but like just hear me out. Like maybe you felt this at some point, you know. And I don't want to be I, um, the, the worst thing I wanted for myself was to be doing something that I don't want to be doing for the rest of my life, that I feel miserable where I hate myself even more. And I'll tell you that because I've had people tell me that people who I've looked up to and respected, and you know and I have high hopes for me, you know. They're like, you don't want to be doing this forever. If you don't if your heart's not in it, if you're not happy, you're going to hate it. No matter how much money they throw at you, no how much they promote you, that change is temporary. But if you're not going to feel satisfaction, it means nothing, you know. And that's me because here we're we're taught to believe that do something that you want to do. Do something that you believe in that you feel passionate about my niece my like 15-year-old niece would ask me, so what are you passionate about? I'm like, when you get to my age and if you're not passionate, that's like that's an answer I can't give you. If you're at my age, when you get to my age and somebody asks you that, and that's the answer they give you, it means they have no passion at all. The passion that I have or hope for died. And that was thanks to my dad. And I said I wanted to be a soccer player. That dude immediately killed that sport for me. If I ever wanted to be an actor, I knew I was never gonna get support from that. If I wanted to be a singer, I knew I was never gonna be I was never gonna get support from that. I would have loved to be in a professional wrestler as well. I knew I was never going to get support from that. You know? You know, because I would get that It's a waste of time. It's, you know... So on and so forth, right? So... Nah, that's... That's, like, my relationship with my dad. And it wasn't helpful for me. Hmm. Okay. Well, to get away from him. Because I don't want you to... Go any deeper than that. Even though you already went deep enough. Um... I can tell that you have some unresolved issues with him, which is fine. Um, we don't need to talk about that, but obviously that's a big, con- that's a contrib- not a big contribution, but a contribution to your mind state at that point in your life, right? Times of being, feeling stagnant, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, I want to get in, get away from that. I want to get into what you did to change your life, uh, you know, the changes that you made. But before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and give you a quick pause right here. Okay. So folks, stay tuned with us. Alrighty folks, and we are back from the break. It is your host, the Captain Duke Devlin. Oh, yeah, the general here saluting y'all. And I'm here with my guest who I'm interviewing, Eric. So, Eric, let's continue with this with this uh with this episode. Now, um, I know I said that I wanted to talk about how um basically you know what you did to start making changes in your life, but actually before that I want to get deeper with you about your relationships. Now you went off with your mom, a bit with your mom, and you went really deep with your dad. And um but how are your relationships with other people in general though? Like your friends, girlfriends, so on and so forth. I want to tap into that for a little bit and then um you know, we'll probably end off the episode here, but we'll definitely continue in part 2 or episode 2 of this episode, right? Um but yeah, let's go on for that. You know, let's let's, let's go into your relationships with people like, you know, Start up with your friends, you know. Oh, thanks, man. Um, you know, before I go into anybody else, I do just want to say that, you know, whatever I said on behalf of my dad, you know, regarding my dad, you know, um, that's just to some people, he's just been complaining, you know, my dad's far worse or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's just kind of like what I gave you is just kind of like a small window, like the people of my relationship with my dad. Um, I've actually had talks with one of my best friends about it, numerous talks, and I've given I've kind of opened the window for him to see what my relationship with my dad is. And um, two of my friends, uh, you know, Raul knows as well that um, what, my, what my relationship is like with my dad. And, um, but one of my best friends, you know, whenever I have that conversation and talk about my dad, he's kind of like, you know, he kind of hits me up with like, man, that's, that sucks. You know, I'm sorry. You know, that's, I remember one comment he made, he's like, where we had a good discussion about my dad, and he was like, "Man, that's 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 not a dad. Man, he he doesn't sound like your dad. He sounds like your drill instructor, you know. And that's not that's not a good upbringing, you know. And it's horrible, you know. And for me, it kind of hurts me though because um, I look at my friends and I look at my family and their relationships with their dad, and I envy that because they have, you know, I see one all my friends they have. Conversations with your, with your dad, and sure, look, there's moments when your dad's got to be your dad, right? There are moments of that. That's normal in life, and I totally get that. And I expect that, and I respect that. No, I'm not holding off on that. I'm not holding my dad against that. There's times he needs to be a parent, right? Because sometimes we do need a kick in the ass sometimes. But it's when it stops being bad. As when now it's like he's overreaching his control. You know, you you know that's where it gets to, and. You know, and when the world tells you of how he is and they look and then they look at you, meaning they look at me and they feel sorry for me. That's when it's sad. And that's when it hurts me, you know, because it's kind of like, why can't I just have a relationship with this guy like my friends have with their dads? Like, why can't he be somebody I can go to? I can't and I don't. You know, and um so that's one thing I want to clear. I don't want people to feel like I'm just like, you know, you know, just being petty or a baby or whatever. Like, I'm just sour grapes or anything. I know it's just I'm giving you people what my relationship, you know, people really know what that's like. However, having said that, though, I'm not going to take away. There's a lot of things I did learn from him, valuable things that kind of helped me get through some stuff where it's kind of like life lessons. Right. Like sometimes you, uh you know, like, you know, like kind of like sometimes sometimes you gotta like take no shit you know what i mean sometimes you're like look there's a time and a place for that you know um but most of the thing, you know like a lot of the upbringing i got like for example the people who raised me more was the tv i always say you know the you know the tv dads raised me so that's that's how i feel about it you know and um and anyway, it's kind of worked out because it kind of helped me to be a little bit self-reliant You know, became very self-reliant. I learned how to get my ways, or figure out what I need to do to get things done. And it's gonna be hard, but rather that than I learn it my way, than other somebody else's way. Um, now going on relationships with you know, I guess my friends. It's kind of funny because truth be told, um, I never really had real friends up until maybe my twenties. Like, and even then, it's, like, friendships, there are just, um, just there. Um, for a long time, man, like, one of my favorite rappers is Busy Bo. And he has an intro, uh, his intro on one of his songs called I Understand, where he says, um, friends, friends come and go. I didn't learn that from death or money issues or just time and space. You know what I mean? And I learned that very quick because it's so true. I, I could probably say I have maybe like five, four or five friends who I consider best friends who are part of my circle. And even there, we're not as close. But that's not a bad thing, though, because we give each other the space we need. And yet when we reach out to each other, we'll pick up as if we left off. Like, I have friends, we can go, like, a month, weeks or months without talking, but the minute we talk, man, we're right back where we left off as if we were talking yesterday. And we're there for each other. We got each other's backs. And um, they've helped me in tremendous ways. Um, And I try to be there for them, you know, as much as I can, as the best I can. Now, in terms of everybody else that comes along the way, um, I keep them away from, you know, keep them at a distance because I don't fall easily. I'm not a fan of the friends for life type of thing. Uh, I'm not a, I don't fall for the, we're bros, we're brothers, you know, that comes a long way for me. To get to that point with me, you're going to have to show me that. And I'm going to show you that. But you got to give me a reason to show you that. So, um, a lot of people throw those bros, 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 or my homies or whatever, or blah, blah, blah. But I keep that at a distance, you know. Um, you know, I don't believe things like that. So, you know, I had a lot of friends come and go with that. And I'm okay with that. you know. And that's always been me, you know. I just kind of blame, well, whatever. Not my time. Not with my time sometimes. Um, so, there's that. What... Oh, that's interesting let's let's stop right there um what made you believe that what what is this is that something you've always been or is that something that just kind of came through time for you to feel that way like you so say you got your core friends that you can you know you go months without talking and the second you talk you're pick up you pick up right where you left off now in terms of everybody else, you say you're not a fan of you know bros or anything like that you know elaborate on that for me well. Like as I said, you know, I, I, I don't have a core of friends who I grew up with, like from high school or anything like that, you know. Like I said, I have like five friends, really good friends who I've known for a while and will be there for each other. But then everyone else is just everyone else. They're good for the moment, you know. Um, somebody just to kill the time with, like, oh, we'll go to a, a, a game or a happy hour. But that's as far as I go. I don't expect to make plans with them again. That's what I'm trying to say. And that actually came from that, you know. Like I said, time and space. You know, um I came to a point where like we can meet people and we can get along great right off the bat. We can have an outing or two and it'd be fun, but that's as far as it goes. And that's not something that I said, that's something that, that's that they said. You know. Um I stopped trying to make plans with people a long time ago because whenever I plan something, it never happens. Um, when people plan something, apparently it works. Right? And so, that's kind of the thing. Okay, well, let's, let's elaborate on that then. Like, does that hurt you, in a way? Like, does that make you feel bad? Or are you are just like, no, nah, whatever? In the beginning, it did. Because I, kind of like, sucks, you know? Like, these, you know, you grow up, you know, thinking you got friends. You know, these people, yeah, hey, I mean, we're friends. Okay, we'll hang out. And... Yeah, cool, you know, it feels cool, you know, in the beginning, but then once they, uh, once you're no longer being included to certain gatherings or outings or even included in just a, uh, hey, how you doing type of thing, um, it hurts, you know, put it this way. When I was, when I came 21, I did this thing where, I'm sorry, when I was like 22 or 23, I did this thing where I just stopped drinking. Like, I, I'm done. Like, I, I'm done. I already did all my drinking. Because I used to, like, drink every weekend. Right? The friends who kick me up. Hey, man. Hey, yo. We're going to go drinking this weekend. You down? And I'm like, and I mean, that's something well, I'm not going to drink, but I'm definitely down to come through and hang out. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll call you back. All right. Cool. Cool. I'm waiting. Waiting. Never a call back. And it happened numerous times. like, oh, okay. So this is what happens. So as long as you're not down to drink, you're not part of the group of friends. Well then, forget you then, you know, because if your way for you to have fun and to make friends is to just, just a drink, that's pretty sad. That's the that's at least the way I how I saw it, right? But then it becomes lonely because now you got nobody, you know. And I started looking for activities to do and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, that's kind of sucks. Then we you got your coworker. Um, uh, it I made it really easy for me to like put them in that category. Like my coworker. Quote, unquote, friends are not my friends outside of work. Yeah, sure, you'll go to happy hour. Sure, you'll go make a gathering or whatever. But they're not going to be the ones you could call to or they would call you if something pops off or you need some help. They're not. I've tried. And they're they're no show. And so there's been numerous times I've been burned by that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to put you in this category. That's where you belong. I'm going to put these people in a category because they're always there. And then everybody else is just everybody else. I just basically put them in these categories where I can no longer reach out to them. Like, I can't confide in them. And and it's messed up when I tell that to people because they'll be like, well, you can't. Well, no, you got to give people a chance. Well, that's the thing, though. I've given people chances. But how many chances am I going to keep giving people for them to keep getting the same results? You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, but I'm not charitable. I'm not that charitable with my, with my friendships and with my time. Because here's the thing, like it comes to a level of respect as well and appreciation. And with all these people, and some of them I've mentioned, um, I definitely felt like I was I'm not respected enough to be reached, to be called upon or reached out upon nor am I appreciated for being out and joining, you know, coming out for them. Um, so for me, it's kind of like I developed that mindset of like everyone everyone else is everyone else. So I got like five group of friends, five or six, maybe I'll throw one of six in there who I can really count on, who I can really talk to and just pick up when we left off. And those are the ones who For my, you know, core friends. But even then, it's not even 100%. You know, but with them, it's understandable because they got their lives. And they're going with their stuff. And I respect them enough to give them that. And vice versa. You know, but the difference is, they'll reach out. They'll be like, hey man, how are you doing, man? Long time no talk. How's, How's everything going? We'll talk. And we'll talk like for an hour or two. And we'll make a plan to get together. And we'll do it. And it's that easy. With everybody else, it's not. It's like, yeah, we'll do this. Let's, let's meet up Saturday. Let's, we'll, we'll do lunch. All right, cool. Here We'll meet up Saturday for lunch. Cool. Here comes Saturday for lunch. Oh, I'm sorry, here comes Friday, the day up. Hey, so what time do you want to meet up for lunch tomorrow? Oh, hey, no, something came up. I'm like, okay, cool, no worries. We'll meet up next time. Cool, cool. Next time comes. Hey, sorry, yeah, no. Uh, Can we do it another day? You know, it's kind of like things are like, you know, we make plans or even actually an event. And like I'm doing everything, you know, I'm canceling p- things with people or not not even that. People are like, hey, we're having this thing. Can you come to like, Oh, no, man. I'm actually supposed to go. With a couple of friends are supposed to go to some type of event or whatever. And then the day comes, it's like, oh, yeah, no, nobody wants to go anymore. And so I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, motherfucker, you know, how many? I just bailed on a couple of plans because we're supposed to go to this thing or we're supposed to meet up or blah, 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 blah. Bottom line is, I gave up time with other people to make time to be hang out with you or with y'all. And when the moment comes, y'all ain't there. Or it's canceled. It's not even there. And then there is no next time. Because you say, "There's oh, we'll meet up next time. But there is no next time. And so at that point, I find it just, just flat out disrespectful and unappreciative. Because the way how I see if I can make time for you or for a group of people or for an event... That we supposedly planned. And then when the moment comes and it's not. I just wasted my time. I gave up time for other people. And now it's too late to even do anything else. And yet you guys or you. A person or you guys. Can't reciprocate that. And then. Here's the kicker. And here's what really pisses me off. Is when there is a next time. Of an event or of a gathering. But now you're no longer part of the group. You were never like. You were never thought anymore. Like, they didn't even think about reaching out to you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's tough, you know. You know, that's the thing, though. That's, you know, unfortunately, there's there's people like that in this world, but you can't really hold it against them, you know, because, you know, they have their lives, they have their friends, and they have their core friends, like, just like you have yours, you know. So, you know, I mean, that yeah, sucks and it's a horrible feeling, but, you know, you can't really hold it against them you know, I did at first, yeah, I did hold it against him. But then it came to a point where, like, you know, that's too much energy and and, and thoughts wasted on to that. So what I just do now is, like, I'm not holding it against him anymore. It's just that I just don't believe it anymore. So for you, we'll be hanging out with a group of friends, having a good time, hell of a time. And they're like, oh, man, we should do this. Oh, you know we should do? We should go to a baseball game. All right. Uh, we're doing two weeks. There's looks like the uh, the Astros are coming to town to play against the Nats or whatever, right? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right, right. Cool, cool. Now I'm in that mix, and I know it's these people who had burned and flaked. Um, you flaked before? Now I'm just like, you know, like, I just kind of like sit there, sit my drink or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, right. You know? I just don't buy it. And then me, "Are oh, you down?" I'm like, "And I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah, of course, yeah, you know, why I'm down." Um, you know, but I was like, "Yeah, whatever," you know. And that's what it comes down to. I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." And two weeks later, the Astros come. They play the Nats. Never happened. You know, it never did. You know, so now it's expected. That's what I'm trying to say. I've I've learned to accept it and have ex- and expect it out of them. And so, what I do now is like, I just don't associate myself as much with them anymore. I don't try to reach out, you know, because Lord knows I've reached out. You know, I've reached out to people, um, even with family as well. You know, I reached out because I generally care. Like, hey, how are you doing? How have you been? You know, you can't say to me, oh my God, I haven't talked a while. Well, you sure hit me up. Here's my number. Well, what the frick is the point of you giving me your number? And when I hit you up, we'll have a conversation. But then you can't hear me back to see how I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? Not a thought. Like, hey, you know what? Eric reached out to me. You know what? Let me reach out to him. Let's see how he's doing. No. No. Anyone outside of the core friend, my core friends? No. So I just stopped. So I'm like, whatever. Let the world be the world. Let people be the way they are. You know? And let them do that, you know? Why am I going to be upset over... If I'm not a thought in their mind, you know what? Then I'm not a thought in their mind. There may be a thought in mind, but I'm no longer going to exert that energy out there. You know, I'd rather exert this energy somewhere where it's more needed, or where it's more, or where it needs to go for me or for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to like friendships and relationships, man, like um, friendships like that, you know, it's just kind of like I take it all with a grain of salt, and um, that's just kind of how it is. You know, people burned me, people flaked on me, people bailed on me, and again, I'm not. I'm not a charity. I'm not going to be giving, you know, I'm not going to donate my time when it's not going to be respected, when it's not going to be appreciated. So this is how it is. And to be quite fair, um, don't expect that from me either though, to be, you know, I stopped that because I'm not going to be that person, but like, Hey, well, if you need anything, I'll do that with my core friends. And they know that I will be there for them in any way that I can. Because I've done that with them, just like they've done it with me. Other people, I'm not going to share that sentiment. Uh, I'd rather be honest. and I'd rather keep my integrity and not say anything at all than to lie to you and think that there is. Nor am I going to just, you know, just don't, you know, just give away those words for free. Because everybody gives... Those words like, oh, I'll be there for you. If you need anything, I'm there for you. You're always my bro. You're always going to be there. You know, they give, they, 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 they those words are so free. Like it, it loses its meaning So the point is like, yeah, I don't buy it anymore. So that's just kind of my and yeah, it's pretty crappy, but you know, it's kind of what I learned on, you know, to me, what matters to me more about relationships in terms of friendships, um, is actions. Don't say it, do it, be about it. Then your actions, because the action your actions will speak for you, and they mean a lot more to me. You know, so, and I think I've shown that with uh, with some of my friends, my core friends, and they've been appreciative of that. You know, and um, and vice versa. You know, a lot of my core friends they showed out for me when I needed them the most, and they've been there for that. They've been there, and that's why we have this tight knit with each other. You know, you know, we can go days, weeks, and months without even talking, Without even hanging out, but when when it, when we get together is when we get together, you know, um, so that's pretty cool, so everyone else is just kind of everyone everyone else, okay, well, we talked about friends, man, let's talk about like, you know, girlfriends and whatnot, like, are you in a relationship, no, I am not, I haven't been in one in a long time, um, honestly, relationships, man, um, haven't been too kind to me, um i in that you know in that area lately it's just not been i've come to the i've come to the conclusion that you know it's something if it hasn't happened like if I'm not in a relationship with anyone right now or if no girl has come in my way who i want to at least ask out or something like that and then it's not meant to be and for a reason you know um. There's been some missed opportunities, maybe. You know, there's been I mean there's been times as I've gone out and some things have happened, some hasn't. And there's been definitely been some missed opportunities, but I always think back on it that maybe it's for the best. Because obviously if they're not in my life right now, then it probably meant that they weren't gonna be there for a long time. So in that area, man, like I at this point I realized if I'm not if nothing's going for me in that department, um, it's just not in the cards yet. It's not in the cards for me. Um, sucks, though. It's a sucky feeling because, you know, I'm seeing friends who are with, you know, have a girlfriend or, you know, or they have their boyfriends or, you know, they're married or whatever. And they're all happy with their significant others. And it sucks that you're sometimes fifth wheeling. I say fifth wheeling because couples, they go out together. But I will say this, though. It kind of did help me eliminate people from my life because, um, not in a bad way. It's just kind of like they get occupied with that, and it's just easier for me to be like, yeah, you know what? They're doing their thing, so it's fine. Um, it sucks though when I see like majority of my friend or majority of so called friends, right? Um, they're in relationships and they're posting that all over social media, and it's like kind of in your face type of thing, and it. It sucks, it stings, because you don't have that connection with somebody. You know? Yeah, there's times I wish I was with somebody, you know? I go to the movies or sometimes at home just laying out. Just wish there was somebody there, you know? Uh, but at the same time, though, <laughs> I always laugh at this thought, like, I want this now, but I don't want it all the time. So that says something about me, that I'm not ready for a relationship. I just want it for the moment. And, to be fair, I mean, if it's somebody who I need to Spend like an hour with, or whatever. I can find. that. I, you know, it's not. It's not that. Easy. It's not that hard. Um, but um, in terms of like the companionship, like a partner or anything like that, I've come to realize that yeah, I don't. I don't want that all the time. That's kind of. That's kind of like one area I don't miss of a relationship because I kind of like having my freedom. You know, I like to go where I want to go without having to tell someone or having to like give any explanation or. Just not having to say anything like, yeah, yeah, I just want to go out, go out. You know what I mean? So, but it just says to me that I'm not ready for one. And like I said, you know, it's not in my cards. It's not in the cards for me. Um, Also, I don't need the distractions right now. I have a goal. I have my goals in set. That, and I can't let anything get in the way of that. Right now, as I'm saying it, maybe when it gets to a point where I've achieved most of my goals, and I'm like, all right, maybe I should start looking for somebody. And I mean, just dating, just, just somebody to I can talk to, maybe. But yeah, that department, man, it's not, 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 hasn't been going well for me lately. So, but no, uh, I'm not going to complain too much about it. All right, fair enough. Alrighty, well, I definitely want to pick up more on you, man. I definitely want to get to the point where you start making these changes for yourself. I know prior to all this, we got into like relationships kind of, you know, veered away a little bit. About where initially time, I was like, you know, where you where you were in your life and how you reached this plateau and how miserable you were. I definitely want to get into how you, what are you, what have you done or what are you doing to make things happen. I know that things have changed for you recently, and um, so I definitely want to dive into that, man. So, unfortunately, (laughs) uh, we ran out of time for this one. I definitely think we went over the mark here. So, what I'm going to do is going to save that for part two, episode two. Okay, Um, does that sound good? Sounds good to me, man. You know me, I got all the time right now. (laughs) All right, great. Folks, so thank you so much for listening for this first part of the interview. Stay tuned for the next part of the interview. All right, folks, wherever you are in the world, it may be good morning, good day, or good night. For us right here, it's just a good night.